0: Welcome back to Booze and Buffy, a podcast where we are watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel, one by one. We will be spoiler-free of details from future episodes, but full spoilers on for any episodes we've talked about in the past. I'm Jason, and I'm snooping through my co-worker's
1: office, because that's what we do here. And I'm Harrison, and I'm... Stop, stop, (laughs) stop, stop. (laughs) And I'm broken. (laughs) (laughs) I know what's going on in my brain today. Um, uh, for listeners who won't get to hear this bit, I just went on a weird extended bit where I was pretending to be Claire from Lost. <laughs> Jason, what episode are we talking about? <laughs> I don't know if we're going to be able to get
0: through this. can't even get through the intro.
1: <laughs> we can. We can do it. I can do it. I believe in myself.
0: All right. Uh, we are watching Angels Season 2, Episode 4, Untouched. This is the episode where Lila tries to get this telekinetic girl to be an assassin for Wolfram and Hart, and all she gets out of it is a black
1: eye. Yeah.
0: Also, um, also guns on the payroll now.
1: Yes! Uh, and also, this, telekine- this red-headed telekinetic girl is not played by Christina Hendricks. Cannot emphasize <laughs> cannot that Cannot emphasize this enough. Uh, Untouched was written by, uh, Mayor Smith. I'm guessing that's how you pronounce her name. Her full name is Meredith, so um, Mayor seems, okay. uh, yeah. right. Um, I looked it up before we... There you go. Uh, this is her first writing credit for the show. Yay! Um, and the show, the, the episode was directed by the show's creator, and it originally aired on October 17th, 2000.
0: Okay, let's get some intro music. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> All right.
1: Jason, what are we drinking today?
0: We're drinking some, uh, Vino Tinto. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, out of a bottle. (laughs) Out of a real bottle!
1: (laughs) Like an entire, it's made of glass and everything. (laughs) Uh, I believe it's a Pinot Noir. Drive my Uh, car. (laughs) Uh, yeah, so, quite, and we're drinking it out of these, like, kind of, like, I don't know, what would you call this shape? Like an oblong spheroid? Ooh, I love that. Okay, yeah.
0: It's probably not accurate, but that's what we're going well,
1: with. Well, it's like that's the thing. It's like square ish, but also circular ish. <laughs> so, um, what's that called? Just ignore the tone. No, it's a cylinder i guess is that the word i'm looking anyway this is not this, this episode is
0: brought to you by shapes <laughs> <laughs> and the letter h all right take us away to toast okay um today we will be drinking to uh ann rice oh yes uh the day that we record this um earlier in the morning uh it was um announced that uh, Anne rice had passed away uh ann rice of course uh most famous for her uh vampire books, specifically Interview with a Vampire, um, and uh, pretty much has her fingerprints on all modern vampire stories, including, but not limited to, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel, Mm -hmm. the subjects of this podcast. So uh, thank you for all the wonderful stories, Anne. Yes.
1: I have never, I'm not particularly familiar with Anne Rice's work outside of Interview with a Vampire, but... Yeah, the um the influence uh on the canon can I mean uh specifically and I, I don't wanna say this like I don't wanna sound like I'm being slanderous when I say this, but like the kind of rise in vampire romance specifically, I think you can attribute to Anne Rice.
0: Oh yeah, because I don't think there was any like actual romance in um in Dracula, no, like it's you, it was, there's like
1: seduction, yeah. but very much not romance.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, so.
1: Also, all those vampire boys are real bi. <laughs> um. <laughs>
0: Did was it you who said that you think all vampires are bi? I do. Okay. Yeah. I just, I mean,
1: I just. Yeah, I just yeah. You haven't given me any reason to say otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Um. There. They're, they're like, put it in me. I'll put it in you. So that just tells me they're bi. Alright. Um, <laughs> Speaking of bi, uh, Lila definitely sees it. I'll just... I, let's, actually, here. Let's just get the gay agenda <laughs> like out of the way. Lila. Lila. Morgan. Lila Morgan is the gay agenda this week. She's like... Every, every time she's interacting with another woman in this episode, I'm just like, Lila just go downtown. Like, that's clearly what you
0: want to do right now. Uh, at this point, what she's doing is sneaking into Lindsay's office. We don't see Lindsay in this episode. He's too busy, like mourning over his plastic hand.
1: <laughs> I was, for listeners, before the episode started, I was giving Lindsay a lot of shit <laughs> for not having a
0: hand anymore. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, oh you said you lost your hand? Maybe you shouldn't have been evil. <laughs> That's that's the most victim-blaming we'll ever do on this show. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, she's basically just, you know, being nosy and snooping around. And guess what? Darla's in the room, too. And we get our first strangely strangely sexual moment between Lila Morgan and another female character. Yep. Um, Darla's just saying, like, oh, what, what are you doing in here? And Lila's <laughs> like, oh, I... I snoop in here all the time. <laughs> Lindsay's probably doing the same thing in my office. Don't know why I'm making this like sound
1: erotic, but it is like. Both, okay, so first of all, there is something about Julie Benz's voice that um just always sounds flirty. You know, she
0: and Joey Lauren Adams, like mm-hmm. those are like their voices are so similar, and they've got that breathy quality. Yes, to it. it's, and
1: it's like soft and breathy. And and it's I I see it more in like this role, obviously, than say Rita on Dexter. Uh-huh. Um, but she could bust it out when she needed to on, oh, yeah. on Dexter. Um but uh yeah, that it's very soft, very breathy, like And sexy um and then Stephanie Romanov her voice is de- is this lower like um Business-first voice. Business-first kind of... I don't want... It's not gravelly, but, like, it's sultry. Seventy okay. Romanov has a sultry voice. So you've got these two voices going on. And I'm just like, okay, ladies. <laughs> let's, let's go to town.
0: <laughs> but uh, Darla shows that she's actually been using Calinthia kal- powder. And this is what's keeping Angel sleep while... Jarla makes him dream the sexiest of things, mm-hmm. um, which we so yeah that's obviously a running story. Uh, um, Angel wakes up from one of these sexy dreams, and uh, he's very confused, and so he decides to go downstairs where Cordelia and Wesley are having a fight, and
1: uh, <laughs> must be Tuesday. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but I think uh, I can't remember. Yeah, so uh, Cordelia says that Wesley has no opinions of his own. Everything that he's thought has been from a book. He says, well, at least I've read a book. And Cordelia says, "Uh, I was top ten in my class. And
1: Wesley says, what class? Advanced bosom? (laughs) And I think Cordelia and I made the exact same noise of like, oh! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of a low blow, Wesley. So rude. So rude. Um... I, I just want to say, fantastic Cordy episode, <laughs> both in her outfits, uh, both both outfits she wears in this episode I love, but also she's got, she is ready with a, sna- like, something snappy every opportunity. Um, she has a great, like, action moment we'll talk about later. Um, I'm, I'm all about Cordy this week.
0: But uh, you're all about Cordy every week.
1: True, but like... This episode actually is, like, giving me things, <laughs> giving me good reasons to be all about Cordelia. Yeah.
0: But, uh, yeah, so what Cordelia and Wesley were originally fighting about was whether
1: guns should be paid or not. And, yeah. Yeah, guns should be paid. Yeah. Uh, I actually hate that they haven't been paying gun. Uh, well, I think, unfortunately, like, what started
0: off as just a, oh, you do me a solid, I'll do you a solid. And... Gunn was kind of, like, totally down with that because his solids usually meant that, like, oh, I get to, like, like, wreck some demon shit <laughs> up. Yeah. Um, and he gets his, uh, he gets his famous axe yes. in this episode. Yes, axe. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Angel's mentions that he hasn't been sleeping well. Corney and Wesley are trying to figure it out, but before they can, Cordelia has a vision. And, uh, it's a young girl, and two men are attacking her in an alley. So Angel tries to uh, get there, but uh, Cordelia says that he's going to be too late. And that, le- that makes you think one thing. <laughs> yep. However, uh, as these two men were probably about to, let's be honest, sexually assault this yep. woman, she uh, she uses her mind to move the move the dumpster in the alley to squash him against the wall yeah.
1: she she goes all river tam and is like i can kill you with my brain and, and they, i will and
0: they become all mr bill
1: yep oh, I, okay day, mr. Bill. okay so you laughed i don't get it what's the i don't what i don't know that reference
0: it's a um yeah it's from saturday night live and it's like this oh. uh, claymation uh it's this claymation character that constantly has terrible things happen to him, but oh. he's made of clay, so it doesn't matter. So, it's like, oh no, Mr. Bill! Okay. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's um, yeah, that's an older SNL sketch, and uh, would it
1: have been around like this era of SNL, or like even no, older this, than that? This is older than that. Okay. Um,
0: maybe. Uh, I have to. I have to remember. But the
1: last thing that I saw
0: Mr. Bill featured in anything was like when they first introduced flatbread at subway and so they made oh, a wow. joke of like oh a boulder goes over mr bill and makes him flat just like the bread and he's like oh no <laughs> <laughs> okay subway all right subway has the most interesting of advertising campaigns especially when it involves having a partnership with a sitcom
1: yep <laughs> <laughs> i you know listen say what you will about subway and there's a lot of things to be said about Subway, but, you know, Subway helped both Chuck and community stay on the air longer than they probably would have, so I'm all for what it. What
0: problems have you got with Subway?
1: I like Subway. Well, I mean, you know, the the, the Jared from Subway. Oh, and all, like, I thought you meant the food. Oh, no, the food's fine. Yeah. Like, and I'm sure they probably don't have great corporate practices because They're all corporations, corporations. <laughs> don't. But... Yeah, I think Subway's fine. But, I mean...
0: Daddy loves himself a uh, sweet onion chicken teriyaki sandwich. Okay.
1: All right. Is that what you got the night we went, uh, the night we saw Halloween Kills?
0: Yes, because that's my go-to, except in, usually, a lot of times, instead of sweet onion sauce, I'll put on a, like a chipotle sauce or something like that. Uh, in the, However, if I'm getting it after work, I get off work at like around 10 in the morning. Uh, that's when I go get like one of their breakfast sandwiches. Nice. Dang okay. and cheese. Yeah. It's yeah. good stuff. Yeah. But this isn't about Jason's
1: Subway orders. <laughs> Welcome to Booze and Subway. <laughs> a new podcast.
0: Uh, or my Saturday night menu. <laughs> um, so when Angel gets there, and this is fantastic because so good. Angel just goes right under the police tape, snags a coffee from a guy, and then walks up to the cop. Who looks like a very young ryan styles okay. and uh it basically just puts on the whole air of i am totally a detective and at first this cop isn't first this cop isn't thinking so he's like i don't know but angel just throws him like uh, hey behind the line you want to you want to watch a uh, you, you want to watch some drama go see like go watch fox on saturday nights which i believe is a reference to cops yeah um although i always remember cops coming on friday night hmm. but uh i don't know that was a long time ago uh but, but yeah and, um eventually this this guy's like oh well detective um <laughs> and he gives him like the he gives him the rundown of how uh the, like the dumpster didn't fall on these guys they were smashed up against the wall. So angel uh, notices blood on the ground and he says oh, that's not their blood and he walks away just as the actual detective shows up. So nice one angel.
1: Uh, yeah this is this was great. this is yeah. great detective angel stuff.
0: And you know that just like hey if you're going into a, jo- a job interview and you may not have the most experience for the job, and your resume may not be the best. Go in there with like a cocky attitude yeah. and just walk in there like, "Hey, don't say this because you probably won't get it." But <laughs> like, walk in there with the attitude of like, "Hey, if they give this job to anybody else but me, they're wrong." I'm yeah. pretty sure I've gotten at least two jobs from having that attitude.
1: I had someone in an interview actually say, not that specifically, but like something very similar. They didn't get the job. Mm
0: if you don't give me this job, you'll regret it. Like, whoa. Uh, hell, actually, now. I bet I won't. <laughs> um, yeah. So Angel uh, finds an old building not too far from the crime scene and he finds the young redheaded girl who is not, in fact, nope. Christina Hendricks.
1: Nope. She is Daisy McCracken. <laughs> uh, the other... She has to be Scottish. I'd be really <laughs> mad if she wasn't. The uh, other role that I know her from, uh, and, uh, is, uh, as, uh, the character Donna, I can't remember the character's last name, but her first name is Donna, in Halloween Resurrection. Okay. The worst one. <laughs> um, a lot of Halloween connections this week, apparently. Yeah.
0: <laughs> who did have it? Uh, but her name's actually in the, her character's name is Bethany. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really hard for me to hear the name Bethany and not immediately go to Dogma. Like, I oh think, really? Yeah, I think that is the only thing besides this episode of Angel in which I know of a of a fictional character named Bethany. Um, and I, I and maybe there's like books that I've read that have characters of Bethany. I'm just thinking about TV movies mm-hmm. and first Bethany is always the last Scion in Dogma. Really great movie. You all, all should check it out. I mean. It's got Alan Rickman as the voice of God. He's so good. He... R.I.P. Yep.
1: Oh, I'm sad. And also I'm mad at him. for Breaking Emma Thompson's heart. In Love Actually.
0: Too bad that wasn't the worst thing in Love Actually.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I can't wait to do my annual rewatch of Love Actually and simultaneously adore it and also cringe at it a lot. (laughs) Yeah, it's...
0: I can't even watch it anymore. Um... But yeah, so Angel's just trying to be nice. Angel's trying to be like, "Hey, I'm here to help you." And uh, of course, she gets panicked. And when uh, when tele when telekinetics get panicked, rebar goes through uh, yep. goes through people. In this case, through Angel. Uh, Harrison was already like, "This means there's gonna be a sexy wound patching."
1: Love it. I thought Angel rocked this. Like the way he approaches her. The way, like, he doesn't force her to come with him. He's just like, here's my card. Like, you know, you can't hurt me. I'm not going to hurt you. But I'm, you know, he, I think he approaches Bethany um, really well. Yeah. A lot fucking better than Wesley does.
0: <laughs> well, Wesley, um, yeah, that's a very, it was a very strange turn for Wesley. I don't know if they, like, needed to get him out of the
1: episode for the rest of it or what. But. I, I think it was a we have 40 minutes to tell the story so we we need to get from point a to point b and we're going to use wesley to do that
0: well um we'll talk about that in a bit yeah. um but yeah uh so she's staying with a friend and that's really all she kind of lets on and uh as she like runs away while well, angel kind of collapses because you know he had rebar in his chest um, specifically in his, uh, right man-boob muscle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cordy. Oh, gosh. You'd think she'd know that from Advanced Bosom.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: But, uh, but, yeah, so she ends up, uh, the girl, Bethany, goes to an apartment, uh, to the apartment where she's staying, and guess who her roomie is? It is a shockingly glamored up lila morgan in pajamas yeah um, it's it might be the most unsettling thing i've ever <laughs> seen lila morgan in it's
1: so weird yeah it, 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 we don't see her casual ever.
0: yeah and like she has her hair uh, up in a ponytail i mean she's still got all of her makeup on so she's clearly not going to bed yeah
1: <laughs> also this apartment oh my god i mean i sell my wolf from an heart for an apartment like that like it's nice
0: <laughs> uh remember the days when like we were trying to find a good apartment and net and, and like uh yeah and we also like oh this apartment's nice but i can't afford the rent and oh what days yeah I hate it <laughs> <laughs> um so uh yeah lila's trying to get her to open up um And, uh, she's not, she's not having it, really. Uh, so Lila just, you know, starts folding her laundry, because she likes folding. It's zen.
1: Um. Do you have a chore that you really like, that's, like, a zen-like chore for you?
0: Um, see, I feel like it used to be washing the dishes, Mm -hmm. but it was, that was mostly because we didn't have a dishwasher at my parents' house, so, um yeah i i use the dishwasher almost all the time now um it's not exactly a chore but uh cooking is really zen for me um i had like so much i had so much crazy shit going on right before thanksgiving that when i ended up making like a thanksgiving dinner for my parents and i it was what i needed nice. and, like yes because it keeps me occupied and in the end i usually make something tasty yeah what about you
1: uh, it's washing dishes for me. Mm-hmm. Um, we do use our dishwasher most of the time, uh, but I do like having a few things to like hand wash.
0: There are a few things I have, like the cast iron skillet, right. and um, and like I also have a Dutch oven that I got recently. That uh, that's that's gotta be hand washed.
1: Right. Yeah. Our Dutch, same for us, the cast iron and the Dutch oven. Uh, like the nice knives aren't going in the dish dishwasher. Um, some some of the those like bowls that, uh, John's dad made. Um, those no, don't go in
0: now. i um, mowing the lawn though. Uh, that's usually where I can, uh, I used to not be a huge fan of it, but, uh, now I, um, last summer, this past summer, I actually got some noise canceling headphones mm. and, um, and so all I can, I can link those to my phone and I can mi- listen to music or usually I can, uh, uh, just listen to audiobooks nice and i do remember like the last time i was mowing the lawn i believe i was i was in the middle of a uh, frankenstein lovely and uh yeah great read by dan stevens loved it
1: um i just have a very sudden flashback to mowing my dad's lawn when i was a teenager and i was listening to the cast recording of assassins and you know at the end of the opening number they shoot their guns, Mm -hmm. which I think it was, like, the first time I was ever listening to it. I don't think I'd listened to it before, and so I wasn't... Scary. I didn't know that was coming. And, you know, I had my, like, iPod volume all the way up because I was mowing the lawn. And so, yeah, I'm mowing the lawn, and there's this loud gunshot that for a second I thought was the lawnmower, like, exploding or something. (laughs) It scared the fucking hell out of me. (laughs) Anyway.
0: Um, meanwhile, uh, Gun's gun comes Angel Investigations while Angel's getting patched up, and he asks him. To, and this is when he shows off his axe, and this is his axe that is like made out of a um, the blade is a is half a hubcap. Yes, I
1: fucking love it. Yeah,
0: it's it's so great, and um, and he says like, oh, you got um, you got me looking for guys that are squashed by telekinetics, man. you're gonna have to start getting hazard pay, and that's when Cordula's or workman's like, comp, is workman's right, comp. Yeah. And those when is like ask him. <laughs> and, and he's like, I will, I will. <laughs> and I love, I love that that, that might be my favorite, um, story beat in this episode. It's a good one. Um, and how like they're able to work it in so seamlessly. And it's, and it's so great because everybody's nervous about it. But then when it actually
1: happens, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Maybe they should. I, I mean, we should. It's really funny because Cordelia was like, he
0: can't even afford his own <laughs> ex." <text." laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I think it's less about affording the axe. God knows that axe is dope as hell. Uh, yeah. that, like, that um, is,
0: And that will be his axe for quite a while. Yeah. So
1: I will say, though, I think we should address the uncomfortable racial element of this. Of the, obviously not intentional, but still present. Of the, we're not paying the black man for the work he's doing for us and we're uncomfortable asking him if he wants to be paid
0: it's i can understand like the i can understand like the the uncomfortableness of just like asking anybody because like like i said they the relationship that they've had is just like i'll do you solid you do me a solid everything so then like if you want to like say oh um do you want to do you want do you want me to start paying you for this that can be a little awkward, but yeah, there's no excuse for that first part. (laughs) Like, Oh, we're not, we're not paying this black man for the work that he's doing for us. Yeah.
1: I think maybe it, I think this might've been the way you avoid that is making this less of a, uh, issue about pay and about incorporating him as an official member of the team. Yeah. Cause as of right now, he is still in this sort of like, uh, like freelance consultant like yeah. <laughs> sort of realm. Um, but he's not actually on Team Angel. Um, so yeah. But there's not really anything else to say about that other than other than that. But
0: yeah. Bethany is uh, Bethany's asleep. And uh, she unfortunately is having dreams of uh, being abused as a child by her father. <sighs> Same old story. Uh-huh. As Cordelia says, there's not enough yuck in the in English language. Um, however, Lila, who decides to come <laughs> over and watch big, Bethany sleep...
1: Big gay Lila, again.
0: And a uh, big gay Lila gets a big old lamp to the face. <laughs> it's <is> kind of funny. <laughs> it's, I
1: mean... It's... It, no, I do not think that it's funny when women are hit in the face with lamps. However... I do think it's funny with Lila Morgan, evil, evil woman, is in the face of the lamp as she's she's creeping on this young girl in her house. Yeah, it's like, in this case, the creeps justify the
0: means. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, But yeah, Bethany's running out the door while Lila's just like, oh my god, got hit in the face! (laughs) Um, and, uh, Angel's had... Angel's, like, barely been able to sleep. Uh, Cordelia and Wesley have just been kind of going all night long with their their research. And they haven't really found anything. Fortunately, Bethany shows up on their door. Because, hey, Angel was smart enough to give her the card. With the weird turtle thing on the front no I, I, there will be no no slander of cordy's hard work on that logo hey i have a shirt with that logo on it so you know you know i'm not not really <coughs> ragging on it um but yeah so she she just needs help with from angel and meanwhile uh holland is talking to lila He's like, oh, she gave you a shiner. (laughs) But uh, this is when he reveals that uh, Lila basically brought her... Brought Bethany in so that she could uh, use her Mm -hmm. become an asset for Wolfram and Hart.
1: I think specifically they want to train her to be an assassin. Is that right? Yes.
0: And uh, yeah, and so... If you felt bad for Lila getting a lamp to the face, probably don't feel bad anymore. No.
1: Uh, I I find it very interesting here in the wiki. Um, it uses the word grooming to describe what Lila is doing with Bethany, which is so accurate. Yeah. Um, and it's very
0: because it's um, revealed that they were um they went to school together. I don't think they went to school. T- I think they were in this Beth- they from the same town or something. Yeah, I think Bethany Bethany does say that the reason that she went to Lila for help is because Lila's one of the few people that got out of the town.
1: Yeah, I think based on their conversation, I think that I'm I'm assuming that uh Bethany is like fresh out of high school, like eighteen, nineteen at the most. Um, and I think she went to the same school that Lila went to, but Lila was I mean, you know, several years ahead of her, yeah. And I think Lila went back to the school as like, you know, a successful alumnus, okay. gotcha. and like recruited Bethany that way. That you was you can be a lawyer as long <laughs> yeah. as you're willing to give up your soul. <laughs> right. um, and and I think too that Lila got wind somehow of Bethany's powers which is why she was, like, targeting her specifically, Mm -hmm. uh, was the vibe I got.
0: Yeah, sounds about right. Sounds skeevy. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, so because of, like, stressing about Bethany, Angel hasn't really been able to sleep as much, and uh, Holland is aware of this because Darla is aware of it, who makes Lindsay aware of it, who then makes Holland (laughs) aware of it. Uh, Did I get that right? I think so. This this all makes yeah so basically lila's little project is getting in the way of Lindsay's big project and uh holland's not having any of that so it's like hey you either like get this under control or get rid of her and for your for her sake as well as yours
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) what a stressful work environment yeah
0: (laughs) i mean demons aside like you got you got coworkers snooping in in your office, and you got your boss like threatening your life. Right? <laughs> oh God. Um, R.I.P. Lee Mercer. But <laughs> little rat faced buff. <laughs> but you get to afford those snazzy apartments. It's true. It's true.
1: So every job has its drawbacks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah. So at this point, um, angels trying angels out front of the hotel, the Hyperion trying to talk to bethany and doesn't seem to be getting anywhere um and this is when uh wesley decides to uh come out and just lose all sense of tact Uh and uh basically is trying to it seems like he's trying to evoke a a telekinetic response from oh yeah
1: he's definitely trying to provoke her
0: And he does so by saying, like, oh, she's not worth our time. There are people that actually need our help. It's like, oh, if you need somebody to talk to, why don't you go talk to your father? This makes her fling Wesley up against the wall and Angel out into the sunlight. So he almost has what Cordelia calls a Melba toast accident.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Boy, oh, boy. Yeah, I... I mean, I... I... Wesley's tact... Uh... You know he he is successful in what he's trying to do. They do get to the bottom of kind of the the core issue here, but yeah, man, is was this really the best way of going about it? Like,
0: it wasn't. But I, not to put too many spoilers on um, stuff that comes later, but mm-hmm. Wesley does know a little bit about tough relationships with your father. Yeah, so. I d- I be- doubt they're like laying seeds for that. Maybe they are. Maybe maybe I'm not giving the Angel Riders too much credit. Um, but...
1: No, actually, I think that seed has been planted before. Okay, I feel like ugh, now I'm like I I feel like there's an episode in season oh. one oh, where when
0: um when Angel uh is fake Angelus and uh, mm-hmm. and I think he calls out Wesley and. Might bring up his father issues, Something maybe? Something like that, yeah. Um,
1: I know the there's drug. a drug. I know there's an... Oh, I think it's, um... I think it's I've Got You Under My Skin. Um, when they think the father... Yes, I'm almost certain this is okay. it. It's when they think the father is possessed before they realize that it's the little boy. Gotcha. Um, Wesley has this, like, throwaway comment of, like, a father doesn't need to be possessed by a demon to terrorize his child. Okay. Um, so yeah, maybe this is yet another
0: like seed yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. But uh, Angel rightfully says like, "Hey, you need to go," yeah. and Wes um, is like, "Oh yeah, yeah." <laughs> um, but uh, Angel does try to say like, "It's good that we know that." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's that's a uh, is that the last we see of Wes in the episode? Yeah, he's yeah. out. <laughs> All right, he. Yeah. So um, that gives Alexis Denisov time to do something else,
1: <laughs> like Allison. <laughs> actually oh, i don't know oh if my. they i don't know if they were together at this point um I don't know. i'm not sure yeah but
0: uh oh yeah and for those of you who don't know alexis tenisoff and allison hannigan are in fact together
1: and are still together yeah they're, and they're
0: married they, and they have a uh, beautiful children
1: two daughters that are little allison hannigan clones <laughs> it's like it's like it, it's Like, you know, like Reese Witherspoon's daughter? Yeah, Reese Witherspoon's daughter is pretty much just Reese Witherspoon. That level of, like, oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) They're cute. They're they're real cute.
0: Yeah. Um, Then we have... Oh. Point where the episode just kind of goes a little bit off the rails for me. Um, Angel's having hallucinations again while dreaming about Darla. And, uh, you know, how we mentioned uh, the week before how these dreams... More more than likely gave Angel, like, a raging hard on. Well... Confirmation! Bethany actually <laughs> kind of makes that comment because she comes in and uh, she says, like, um, yeah, she basically says, you can do stuff to me if you want to. Yeah. And uh, very uncomfortable. Angel doesn't want to, even though uh, she points out, like, oh, I thought that the covers were, I guess the covers were just
1: ruffled or something. Yep. I, before we get into this sex stuff with Bethany, yeah, let's talk about this dream, because it's very interesting. Um, Angel
0: and Darla drinking each other's blood. Mm-hmm.
1: While, uh, and it's the night that they kill the Romani girl mm-hmm. before Angel gets a soul. Which I just think is a very interesting, and we stay with this one. Like last week it was like all these different scenarios. Yep. Yeah. But um, this one is, like, we're re- really hyper-focused on this one moment. Um, and Darla seems hyper-focused on this one moment. Um, so I just find that very interesting. Um, I'm interested to see what that means for the story. Also, we didn't really talk about this last week because we were like, oh, it's so steamy. But it's also deeply fucked up, like, what Darla is doing. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Because like, I just feel like we should acknowledge it, like um it's uh deeply manipulative and uh which is uh great, like from a storytelling perspective. It's
0: about it's about as invasive as you can do. Mm. It's she's inceptioning him. Yeah,
1: Do you think Christopher Nolan was watching this arc? Like it was it's like, like interesting. Oh my god. <laughs> i well, spinning a little top. Yeah. He's like
0: wait, uh uh. Oh.
1: And then he had a massive erection. Uh,
0: God, man, have you ever, like, just been trying to come up with an idea for a screenplay, and then you, like, hit what you know is gonna be gold and just get, like, a massive heart-on from it? Yes.
1: <laughs> Relatable. Like, God damn it, I'm talented. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Bethany's like, let's have sex. And Angel's like, no. <laughs> yeah.
0: So this is a very... The character of Bethany is interesting. I don't know if they were going to try... If they're trying to make a profile of somebody who suffered sexual abuse. But um, Bethany is extremely hard to work with.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and she seems to have a little bit of a misanthropic attitude to her. Yeah. Um, oh, very much. Yeah. yeah. And uh, even when she's trying to like say, Oh, you can do stuff to me if you want to um she's still like people suck and everything Mm -hmm. and it's still like very hard to just kind of get the point across like hey i don't want to do this which is what angel's trying to do yeah what's interesting
1: how also she's like you can do things to me and when he reaches out to touch her not sexually just like it's a platonic touch she like retracts violently um And this is, you know. He's trying to, like, reassure her with that touch. Right. So it's like, she's asking him to, you know, touch her, but then doesn't want to be touched by him. Yeah. And, and like, people who are victims of sexual abuse, um, especially if it stems from childhood, which is what it appears is going on here, oftentimes have an unhealthy relationship with sex. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what the, we're seeing here. Um, I don't know if the episode has enough time to really dive into that. Um, and so it comes across as a little weird and um, It
0: it seems out of place because they really never tackle anything. Like they they don't tackle that specific issue for the rest of the episode, except for when her. Her father shows up. Right. And even then, that's just more like, oh, yeah, you're my abuser. Bye-bye.
1: Yeah. It's... um, And I I think that, too, they're trying to portray, paint a more complicated portrayal of her as, you know, um, Cordelia refer, says that later in the episode when they're talking, she's like, Angel sees you as a damsel in distress, because that's kind of how Angel looks at the world. And I, I do... I think the episode is doing something where it's trying to kind of reject that and, like, say that, yes, Bethany needs help, and but she's not, like, a little meek virgin girl who's, you know, she's she's got more going on mm-hmm. there. Um, I just don't think the episode has enough time, just yeah. by virtue of being a network television show um, and the restraints of that, to really dive into what those complications are
0: i did really like the line though and she says like i can make you happy and angel says you won't like me you wouldn't like me when i'm happy <laughs> that was good yeah nice. i i enjoyed that um but yeah he does eventually send her back to bed and uh as she's leaving the camera uh holds on uh the like kitchenette area of Angel's room and that's where Darla is hiding and she's like what the fuck <laughs> I thought I was the only, I thought
1: I was the only tiny woman coming in here while he sleeps
0: so uh yeah so the next day um Angel's actually helping Bethany uh work on controlling her powers and uh she's able to put a very Very handsome-looking scarf around Angel's neck. I love
1: when she's like, what if I blow it up? And he's like, I'll buy Cordelia a new one. Uh, Once again, just Angel just using Cordelia's possessions and properties for his own means. I mean, she leaves (laughs) them everywhere in the Well, I would presume, you know, it's not been, like, established, but just logically speaking, Wesley and Cordelia probably both have rooms at the hotel yeah for
0: any like late night sessions and stuff like that where they are doing research and like i need to go take a break yeah um yeah so uh cordy says that uh gun has found some info so uh angel goes off to meet gun while cordelia decides to take bethany shopping because that's what girls do shopping (laughs) um the uh angel can't get into the uh, apartment because the guy's still alive. Yeah,
1: I thought that was interesting that this this is the moment where it's revealed that one of the guys like survived the attack. Yeah. for the next like two minutes, but um, I whereas
0: and then he just dies. Yeah, it,
1: um, which is not shocking. It's more shocking that he like that survived he at all. Yeah, cuz it's
0: been like it seems like it's been at least a it's couple days. Been a,
1: it's been like a day. Cordelia's changed her outfit once. <laughs> so like it seems like it's tomorrow now. Um but uh yeah, it just feels weird that they don't establish that one of these guys survived at the offset. Yeah. Uh but
0: but uh yeah, so gun goes in cuz Angel can't and um he's supposed to be looking for uh supposed to be looking for things to like help him like get some info, but all he's doing is trashing this guy's living room. Verbally trashing, trashing it. He says it looks terrible. It does look terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I love it. It's like
1: some people just shouldn't have money. <laughs> and at this point, uh,
0: Angel finally does bring up, like, hey, um, wondering if uh, you just wanna, I don't know. Um... It's like asking a, asking a person out for the first <laughs> time. Like, Would you like to um,
1: uh, uh, be a paid consultant?
0: Uh... It's like, do, do you wanna, do you wanna get paid for the work you do. It's like, so he's like, you want me to, you want to pay me? Yeah. All right. (laughs) God, I love Gun so So much. So good. So good.
1: I, you know, I, every time I revisit Angel, I just love Gun more and more. Um, like, I think when I first watched it, I was like, uh, I I don't think I really, I didn't dislike the character, but I didn't really pay much attention to him. It's
0: so weird because apart from Doyle, He's the first like character that we don't know that comes yeah. along to be part of the team. And and it's always and he he almost seems like he's from a different show. But then he just works his way more and more into mm-hmm. the group and becomes a part of it. Never forces his way in. Everybody's like, We want you to be in here. Yeah. And it and it's great. Yeah, he does he does grow on you and like it's so interesting to view Gun at the end of the series versus gun now. Yeah. And, and also like mild spoiler for the series finale, but he, he remembers where he comes from too. We love so, gun. Yeah. We love our gun. Uh but yeah. So at at this time, uh so they find out that um somebody paid for the attack on Bethany and also on speed dial is Wolfram and Hart. Uh huh. Ugh, oh, those guys. <laughs> That's good. I, I
1: sometimes i wonder why they even bother investigating just assume it's like
0: <laughs> i just it just immediately made me think yep. of uh, indiana jones in the last crusade when uh when indy finds out that like nazis kidnapped his <laughs> grandfather and he's like nazis i hate <laughs> these guys <laughs> yep but anyway so cordelia ends up buying a vanilla mocha for her and uh bethany then proceeds to tell bethany not to bone her boss <laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um she also she's like I I love this scene between the two of them. Um I like that Cordy kind of is taking the, the same approach that Wesley did, like very direct, but does a better job of it.
0: Well, and it's also because like she can she can relate to um Bethany because she felt what Bethany is feeling mm-hmm. through her vision. That's an important part.
1: It's great. And I love that she's like, um, she's like, listen, I don't feel bad that those guys got squashed, but like, you know, you did make the choice to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you could have, could have flung them up in the air or spin them around until they puked. Yeah. So, and, and she's right. Like, and, um, and yeah, Bethany was terrified and, you know, but, but we've also seen that when Bethany is terrified, the people who can get hurt, you know, in this instance, those two guys, yeah, they had it coming. But, mm-hmm. but, you know, she also impaled Angel. She's she's just lucky that Angel's a vampire. Yeah, um, she could have seriously hurt Wesley. Um, she almost killed Angel when she threw him into the sunlight, like...
0: And she, uh, and she gave Lila a black eye. Yeah.
1: So it's like, you know, yeah, the two guys who got squashed, we're not gonna lose too much sleep over it, but, you know, the next person who gets squashed might not deserve it. Um, and that's what, and that's what Cordelia is trying to kind of get through to her. And I do think that Bethany, well, no, she definitely takes that to heart because what we see... Yeah. How she acts later... Um, I do want to circle back, because we, we skipped over this, and um, it's just a really funny moment. You mentioned, like, Cordelia can relate. And I was like, oh, you know what else Cordelia can relate to? Angel having some rebar stuck through yeah. this... it. He's like,
0: yeah, because Angel actually does say, do you know how hard it is to concentrate with rebar sticking in your torso? And Cordelia is like, actually, yes, yeah. I do.
1: The benefits of a Sunnydale education. <laughs> yep. A uh, nice little callback to Lover's Walk. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh... And that fucking... The rebar through Courtney and then the fucking immediate cut shot to the funeral. <laughs> <laughs> and then Buffy and Willow walking by. is gonna be totally fine. <laughs> Fuck you, episode. <laughs> um... But poor Bethany, uh gets a kidnapped.
0: Yeah. Wolverman from They, it's like, they're the least subtle stealth guys <laughs> ever. Like, it's really funny because the guy just comes by and just like, has this giant it's huge. thing it's to, huge. to shoot like a trank into her, into Bethany's neck. And then you have the other two guys that come by and just like start walking off with her. And, and, and you know what Cordy says? Cordy says, police. And then they turn around and she just, throws the coffee right in their faces
1: fucking loved it like and then she gets she gets bethany the fuck out of there yeah i mean yes it's not ultimately successful um but girl's doing her best she i yeah cordy once again fucking killing it this week fortunately uh
0: ain't fortunately like even though they shove uh bethany into a van uh angel and gunner right behind her and are right behind the van and Cordy's like, yeah, it's that van, yep. and so and when they're pulling Bethany into the van, Cordy's like, you can squish those guys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Angel's able to jump onto the back of the van, throw out the guys, and uh, and they're able to get uh, they're able to get Bethany back to uh, the hotel, and. Uh, Apparently Bethany's like favorite place where she feels the safest in the hotel is the attic. This is obviously a reference to the fact that the attic is where she would go to get away Mm -hmm. from her father. Speaking of her father, um, uh, Harlan believes that this is pretty much done for this project's done for. So, uh, like Lila just needs to get, make the problem go away. And, uh, that's when, that's when she's like, all right, pull the trigger. And, uh, pulling the trigger means having, uh, Bethany's father show up at the hotel and just seeing him makes her break all the windows in the Hyperion. Yeah. Like, all of them.
1: Great shot. Yeah. Uh, I love that shot. I love a... Yeah. Uh, I I love a just, uh, all the glass, like, when you're doing, like, a story regarding telekinesis, you're almost certainly gonna get a scene of, like, all the glass shattering. Mm Mm-hmm. Um you know it's a well-worn trope but i like it yeah and uh yeah so
0: basically her dad's saying everything that uh he said to her her whole life like oh um you can come home and all that and like uh yeah you don't have to worry about it anymore like you control this and and uh that's when bethany finally is like no fuck you yeah and uh Starts using her telekinesis on him, lifts him up in the air, and Angel says, you can finish it. Um, and so this leads her to fling her father out of the window, of which is on the top floor of the Hyperion, and he falls to the ground, except he stops. She catches him. Yep, she catches him, and then drops him, like, about, I don't know, four or five feet.
1: I, I love this for her. She gets control over her emotions, gets control over her powers. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, what a great power move. He's never going to fuck with her again. Like, (laughs) you know, she's like, I'm going to let you live, but you're,
0: you're alive because I said so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You are only alive because
1: I allow it to happen. Um, Good for her. Good for Bethany.
0: Uh, And later, uh, later we see her in lila's apartment uh she's packing up all of her stuff she doesn't know where she's going but uh she knows that um she's leaving here yeah. and uh does not feel safe with lila good call bethany <laughs> yeah and it's really funny because uh angel is waiting right outside to uh, gloat
1: and, <laughs> and uh, i love that Lila says, like
0: have i mentioned that you're not invited yeah. in <laughs>
1: I love the moment when, uh, Bethany, like, is confronting Lila, and she's like, you hired those guys to try and rape me, fuck you, um, (laughs) and, like, all this, and she, and Lila's just like, well, I was trying to make you stronger, and Bethany just goes, it worked. Good job. Yeah.
0: And, uh, but yeah, so she very much is kind of, like, in control of her life, and, uh, or as much in control as she's ever been yeah so angel as angel scorner i was like oh you'll just have to find somebody somebody else's mind to mess with and uh and bethany's like or and uh and uh lila's like yeah okay <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> yeah already on it bitch <laughs> <laughs> and that is
1: untouched. untouched yeah um so I I feel like I maybe liked this episode a little more than you did. Er. Yeah, I think
0: um yeah, the, I think it just kind of goes back to like that that scene where it, it doesn't seem like they spend a good amount of time talking about the abuse. It almost seems mm-hmm. like the abuse is kind of secondary to the fact, that like oh, she's telekinetic. Yeah. Um, and I and we've said before on the show because there have been episodes of Buffy that have been. Um, kind of bad about that uh, you have to like it's a delicate situation you have to tackle it in the right way and sometimes it's done well sometimes not so much I think this is kind of like in the not so much but it, it is kind of uplifting that Bethany is eventually able to kind of rise above it and like become stronger from it mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, it. I don't know, there, there just seemed to be like a bit of an awkward pacing like there were times that seemed like the episode was dragging and there were times that it, weren't, that it wasn't um, so, yeah, overall, I'm just gonna give it, like, kind of another middle of the run, like, middle of the road. Uh, a little bit better than, um, some of the other ones we've had this season, so I'm gonna give it, like, uh,
1: three, three
0: good old pieces of, uh, of rebar <laughs> out of five.
1: Nice. Um, yeah, I, I do definitely think the introduction, yeah, the the episode doesn't have enough time to really dive into the meat of the trauma. Um, and and it's a little... I feel like the episode's also a little bit afraid to really go too deep into it. So just it's just kind of surface stuff. Um, I, I also think we're seeing a bit of, you know... Not just this episode, not just this show, but this kind of time of television where it kind of was just enough to say, like, the you know the trauma is she was sexually assault, uh, sexually abused by her father, um, and it, yeah, it, 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 you, it, it was kind of a shorthand.
0: Of, yeah, it kind of comes across as more of like just a plot point than an actual like, hey, this is important. This is an important issue because it is an important issue, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, I think if we saw an episode like this made today, it would probably be more central to the episode. Um, and you know, I don't want to say that, make that sound like, you know, this should have been a very special episode where, um, you know, that's, uh, it doesn't need to be like preachy PSA either. It's just, um, the, 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 the subject demands nuance. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do think the episode is trying to introduce some nuance, um, but it also just has, it's limited in what it can do. Yeah. Um, and you know, that's not necessarily a fault of the show. I mean, um, but I do like Bethany as a character overall. Like I'm, I'm really happy for her at the end of the episode. Um, whereas, you know, we've had some of these quote unquote, victim of the weeks before where, you know, who I don't give a fuck what's going on with, uh, the actress, mm-hmm. uh, or like, you know, we're never going to see Bai Ling and her demon women ever again. And <laughs> I don't care. Um, whereas at the end of this episode, I walked away from it going like, you know, we're never going to see Bethany again. This character is not important in the larger fabric of the show but i am happy that she got a, a happy ending and she okay. seems like she's gonna be you know she seems like she's gonna be okay um i like that we get to spend more time with lila this week probably not the most we've ever spent with lila i think but the it's... most we
0: spent is probably when uh when lee and when lee got killed yeah. i feel like Lindsay and lila were all
1: over yeah. that this is definitely, though, the most we've ever spent with Lila. Just on her own. Just on her own. Um, where she <laughs> is the primary, like, uh, Wolfram and Hart employee. mm mm-hmm. um, And not... It's usually we're focusing on Lindsay and yeah. Lila's his foil. The,
0: yeah, the only other time, really, that she was kind of just the, the solo Wolfram and Hart employee was probably the Fight Club one, wasn't yeah, it? With, yeah, which
1: introduced her. Mm-hmm. And, and she, you know... We loved her immediately, but I think that was some bias because we've seen the whole show and we loved her But you character. loved her immediately. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that they um, but yeah, it's usually I, well, I
0: have a feeling that Lila Morgan is like your ideal woman.
1: I I mean, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> uh I mean, my ideal woman is Cordelia Chase, but Lila and Cordy actually do have a lot of similar qualities. Just, you know, one uses her, her, those qualities for good and the other does not. <laughs> but you know, I kind of like a bad girl. Um, All right. But, uh, no, so I like the, though, that this episode, Lila gets to be the focus and isn't just there to be Lindsay's foil. Yeah. Um, and, um, and it does seem, that, you know, the end of the episode kind of implies that this is, this event is going to be a push to Lila. To be like all in on the Darla thing,
0: and probably like just oh, I normally saw Angel as just like kind of a guy who gets on uh gets on Lindsay's nerves and like the company doesn't like him, but now now it's personal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, and so I I like I like that we get a little more agency from Darla or from Lila here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that we get more Darla. Um, it's you know her roles still. Literally in the shadows. <laughs> um, uh, but I do think maybe that's gonna change next uh, in our next episode. We'll I see. I think if I'm remembering correctly, I do think the Darla storyline kinda comes to the forefront.
0: But uh, we got we got something else to do before that. Uh, Harrison, why don't you uh, tell us oh about my it?
1: Gosh, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Oh, I do. I have a prompt for our listeners before we do this, though, because I am curious. You're giving our listeners homework. Yes, I am, <laughs> uh, because we talked about, like, you know, Maybe. the the, uh, the sex aspect of it It's kind of weird of Bethany's character and you know, um, muddled things for us. And I would love to hear uh, listeners' thoughts on that um, if they had a different read of it from us, um, if uh, or or what. I, w- I would like to hear their thoughts. So please, uh, and, and email obviously, us if you have
0: me. like personal experience with this, only share what you're comfortable yeah, with sharing. Yeah, oh, of course. Um, because yeah, like Lord knows I can be rough.
1: Oh, yeah. But on that note, thank you for joining us on Booze and Buffy. We will be back next week with Buffy season five, episode five No Place Like Home. An episode that I fucking love.
0: Yeah, guys, um, this kind of kicks. Kicks the season five uh, storyline of Buffy into overdrive. Oh, yeah. Like, it's... Like, if you've been wondering what we've been doing, wonder no longer. Yeah.
1: Our first four episodes have been um, largely character-based stuff, some table setting. Nothing wrong with that, by Mm -hmm. any means. But next week is like... Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. We're gonna get some stuff <laughs> It's I, like
0: you, you're you're just like wanting to burst i in. do
1: i want to and uh we are going to have um a, a a version of our game that we're playing here on the angel episodes with the host we're gonna we're gonna have a, a version of that with a certain character introduced in no place like home okay yeah it's gonna be a good time
0: uh i'm jason you can find me on instagram at yami j357 and on twitter just plain old yami j
1: yeah i'm harrison Yeah, uh, jay <laughs> yas. <laughs> uh, yas me jay <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm harrison uh famously the one who's stoked about next week it's going to be glorious um uh, you can find me on instagram harrison alexander kaufman and on Twitter at Harrison Kaufman, that's spelled C O F F M A N. Uh, I also write a blog, horrorbyharrison.blogspot.com, where I write about a different horror film every week. Um, I got my schedule all fucked up. I I was looking at it this week, and I was like, oh, I'm like, I somehow got behind. I don't know. Uh, so this week I'm going to be doing two. Um, I am in the middle of uh, we're you know it's December, so I'm doing all Christmas horror films. Uh, so I'm going to be covering Silent Night, Deadly Night, uh, which is a new one to me. I've never seen it before. I'm excited. And, um, uh, Krampus.
0: Oh, Krampus.
1: Krampus. A movie... I saw that in theaters. It's a, it is a decidedly middle of the road movie. It's a movie that, frankly, needed to be scarier or needed to be sillier. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, 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 uh... I think it is a movie because it got a studio mandated PG-13 rating. Mm. And I think that's what fucked that movie. But they they just apparently they're about to release apparently an unrated cut of the film. What? Which I'm very interested in because I do think if they like because really that's what that movie needed was fucking gore everywhere. Yeah, I could get down with that sickness. Like, so I'm uh, I'm interested to see an unrated cut of that movie to see if it successfully captures the vision of what that film should have been. Mm.
0: Well, uh, uh, when you're done with uh, cr- your Krampus viewing for the year, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Booze and Buffy, or you can email us at boozeandbuffy at gmail.com. In all dozens, instances is the and is spelled out, A-N-D.
1: And please don't forget to subscribe and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: And uh, a little bit of a serious note here. Um Anybody who's listened to the news probably heard that uh, the state that we reside in, uh, Kentucky, uh, recently had its most devastating uh, tornado storms in the history of Kentucky. And uh, we're both safe, both fine. Um, And really, I don't know how bad it hit um, Louisville, but uh, Bowling Green and Mayfield are uh, like south western mm-hmm. kentucky were kind of the ones that got hit the hardest um their images going around on twitter and facebook they're pretty heartbreaking it's horrible um yeah and uh we don't have a specific charity this week but uh there are tons of charities out there that are aimed at like giving aid to the people who've been displaced or hurt because of this uh because of this storm and uh as kentuckians we uh, appreciate any Anything that she would be willing to put forward to help out those people in need.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's really horrible. Um, and you know, a lot of people lost their lives. Um, unfortunately, there's there's still trying to figure out uh, exactly how many people have died. Um, so. But uh, good yeah. news on
0: the front is that uh, prison Biden has declared a um has allowed like authorized like state of emergency for Kentucky, yeah. and that means we are getting federal aid, so that helps.
1: Yes. And, um, you know, also, uh, vote against politicians who, uh, hinder getting aid to disaster victims. Uh, like many of ours, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, um, maybe I shouldn't mention it, but I'm going to mention it anyway. It's funny how, uh, Rand Paul was very much against, uh, Against aid going out to the West when they were having all the problems with the uh, with the fires, but then uh, but now that his state needs aid, he mm-hmm. has to be the one fighting for it. so yep. um, it's
1: Deeply fucked.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So vote Cory Booker. Yeah. Uh, next year. Hell yeah. Because uh, fuck Rand Paul. Fuck Rand Paul. Yeah.
1: And as always, fuck Rand Paul.
0: <laughs> and. Fuck Rand Paul (laughs) at Muppet Show Reject.
1: (laughs) Bye.